you better clutch your nuts, honey, because it's time for Squirrel Talk. Squirrels, welcome to another episode of Squirrel Talk, found here, there, and everywhere. And as per usual, we are reviewing RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, but we are bringing in some of the all-star drag legends of all time from all over the world, and we are so excited to have them. And I'm so excited for our guest today, but please, first, my, my co-host, as per usual, as I always say, my, as per usual, please give it up for Selena Vile. Hello, hello, hello. Selena, uh, hello. Yes, hello. You can hear that. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> We're good. We got gotcha. you. And please give it up for our very special guest today. I'm so enthused to have her. Oh, she is the songstress that has been lulling me into a horny fever. <laughs> whatever that okay. means. Please yeah, whatever that means. Shaquita Hall. Hi, everyone. Or as they say in New York, Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's the same language. Same same language. We're, not, same we're language. not very diverse here. We're not very, very diverse. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, Thank Selena. You. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Hello, Selena. Thank you so much for joining us. It's so exciting to get to talk with you. You're most welcome. I'm trying to decide whether to put both ear pods in or just one. Well, um, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> and by ear pods, and by ear pods, I mean butt plugs. You know, you know. of course, well, butt plugs. And obviously, both. The best listening. What's up, us. kids? Uh, well, we are doing well. Thank you, Shaquita. We are we are in Canada, obviously, and you are in New York City, right? You were saying. Ye- yes, I am. I am in Manhattan, sweating it out in this heat, honey. Oh, are you mm-hmm. going through the heat wave? Uh, not a heat wave, but it's it's hot. Let's it's, just say my my panties are moist and not in a good way. Do you have air conditioning? Do you have air conditioning? Bitch, I may not be on Drag Race, but I'm not that broke. <laughs> I don't actually have air conditioning. I have a fan, just one hey, fan, you know. Oh no, just the one oh. fan. Oh, one fan, time, times is hard. One follower. One follower. <laughs> we all have one fan here, Shaquita. Don't worry. Aww. So, Shaquita, you are a legendary queen, which is why we love you, and for many I, other reasons. Do you like? Do you like being called legendary? Are you there? Oh, we My lost. Fell out. Okay, oh, no, I'm here. Can the butt hear? plug fell out. Oh. Yeah. So I'm. <laughs> No, true story. I'm wearing these uh, Samsung, and I don't work for Samsung. It's not a plug. Not a plug. <laughs> I'm using this word a lot today. <laughs> but I'm sitting here talking to you, like, on these earplugs, pods thing, and I hate them. Do you guys have those earpods from Apple I have, or whatever? I have, like, the old school, like, the wired Girl. ones that, that plug Exactly. In. That's what I was looking for, but I couldn't find them. And mm. so my husband, like, got me these, like, fancy ones, and they fall out of my ear all the time. Oh, you've got a big, you've got a big ear canal. That's the problem. I, I have a, I have a big, I have a big hole. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, feel like. I love when people call me legendary. Just basically, it's a nice way of saying, "Bitch, you old." <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all getting up there. We're all getting more and more legendary as the days go by, right? We all will. I'm okay. I'm totally okay with it. Good. I love. Yeah. That. And so- embrace it. Oh, trust, honey. I do, honey. Because you know what? With age comes uh, experience and knowledge. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm when pushing I, when, 40 right now, and people always girl, try to read me for my age. And I'm like, that's not, I'm not, that's not a bad thing. 
I don't when know. I, as long, you know, for me, as long as as long as you constantly are learning, like when I look back at my drag when I first started, I'm like, oof, girl, I'm glad I don't look the same. But you look at some queens and they literally have the same look, the same makeup, the same style. Right. I'm just like, girl, right. if you're not if you're not evolving, stop. Stop coming that for Coco Peru. <laughs> <laughs> we love Coco Peru, but you know that's that's not a that's 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 okay because that's a brand, and you know let's it's a brand. Yeah. yeah, Charo has the same look for you know yeah. Elvira has the same look for four hundred years. Yeah, yeah, we love yeah. Coco I mean, if it's an iconic look, stick with it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. When? Now you you started drag when you were very young, no? Like you were what, like nineteen or twenty or something. I was nineteen. Yes. Yeah. When was and you this? Said, what, what year was this? Uh, fresh, <laughs> fresh. You are very clever. Did you see Vicky try to get that in there? Thinking, oh, oh, I sure Vicky. did. Oh, I clocked it. Oh, always trying to stick it in that Vicky, Vicky links. <laughs> oh, you know her. <laughs> oh, trust, honey. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I started actually by accident. I didn't plan on becoming a drag queen. I didn't even know what like drag was. I was too busy uh -huh. studying in school. And, uh, Which so was we Juilliard, to... right? You were at Juilliard, yes. right? Not? Yes, yeah. I was. Studying and vocal so we, uh, studying, opera. Studying <laughs> opera. Yes. And so we went to, uh, at the end of like this performance, uh, the, the older kids were like, let's go to this club. And I was like, club? What's a club? I didn't know. Uh, I was super focused in school. I was literally going to become the next big like male opera singer. That was my thing. Uh -huh. And um yeah, so we went to this club, and you know, this is back in the '90s. I'll give you that, Vicky. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is back in the '90s, and uh, you had to get picked to get into clubs back then. So, right, it was like Studio Fifty Four, like Steve Rubell exactly. out there, like picking who's gonna, yeah, yes. who's gonna walk in. So yeah. this is like that. This is like that. You know, after Studio Fifty Four, but they still tried to do that. You know, that was back then when you, you know, you could, you know, everybody wanted to be in the club, uh -huh. so you could pick and choose, and it, it was very elitist and. I literally mm -hmm. walked in there. They had put some like pigtails on me and like a straw hat and like a, a nightgown or something. Straw and we're like, straw <laughs> girl. It, was a, it, was, it was basically anything we could find in the dressing room after the show. Uh, <laughs> and so the guy at the front door was like, you look amazing. Who are you with? And he like brought me in with all of the people from Juilliard. And we right. all went in and we had like a great time. And then uh, boy George came up to me and was like, oh my God, you look <gasps> fabulous. You, do you want to work here? Boy was like, George was yeah, there? Yes, bitch. I gagged. Oh and, and of course, you know, I'm, this is my first time ever in a nightclub. I was like, the lights and the sound and the music and those thousands of people. Now, did and you have was, a fake ID? Because you were 19 and I think the age is 21 in this girl, season. Huh? It <laughs> is. But, you know, when you look fabulous and fabulous is ageless. There you go. So, you know, they, they, they just wanted like fabulous people. This was like Wait, around the your time. Your first of, time in a club, Boy George walks up to you and says, you're fabulous? Well, let me finish the story and okay. then you'll see how stupid I am. Uh -oh. my, I ran over to my friends and like, girl, boy, George just offered me a job. And like, oh my God, you are so naive. That's not boy, George. That's just somebody dressed up as boy, George. It's a costume party, of course. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's oh. amazing. So, so then I like started looking around the room. I was like, so that's not really Marilyn Monroe? I was like, first of all, she's dead. <laughs> and I was like, oh. 
Oh wow! So oh, these are all like God. I was like these are all like drag queens and like impersonators, and they were like yes. And so it turns out, turns out the guy dressed up as Boy George was the promoter of the club. Uh-huh. <laughs> Makes he sense. actually he actually did offer me a job, and that's how my you know I showed up the next week, probably in the same thing because I didn't have anything. But I was like nineteen. I was like, you want to pay me a hundred dollars for this? Uh. That is insane that you're, first of all, it's your first time in drag, your first time at a club, and then all of a sudden the next week you have your first booking. But not (laughs) only was it just a booking, this is a gagger, it was the biggest club in the world at the time. The Roxy was like huge. I mean, like Madonna was performing their share, like everybody who was anyone (sighs) was was there. And, you know, this this guy who's the promoter, his name is Lee Chapel, he like saw me and then, you know, I would come in on, we would come in every Saturday and we would decorate the club. Uh, like whatever the theme was, uh-huh. like the whole crew, the whole crew of us would come in on Saturday afternoons, and we had like a ten thousand dollar budget every week to decorate. Oh this my god! Massive, this massive club. Yes, girl. <laughs> they didn't fuck around back then, honey. And sure? uh, we would sh- We would like it was. We would deck the Roxy out every week in different themes, and he like really liked me. And like so, I started. It went from like just being sort of a host and being fabulous and walking around to being sort of his right hand. And then, then I ended up becoming like promotional director for the club for a while. Um, and that's when I started performing because one, one night, one of the performers didn't show up. And I was like, how unprofessional, how <laughs> dare you not show up to a gig? That is, that never happens. And then uh, the owner was like, so uh, what's gonna happen? We're not gonna, the owner was totally straight douchebag. Uh-huh. What's I got that happen? from your voice. Your voice, ah! you know, <laughs> impersonation is my is my gig, honey. And he was like, "What's going to happen? We don't have a show tonight." I was like, oh, "Don't worry, I'll take care of it." So I got a bunch of go-go dancers because I hired everybody, and I was like, uh-huh. "Let's do this performance." And I worked out, you know, being the being sort of inside the club. I got to like, I could call on the to all the technicians and the sound guy and the lighting guy. And we put together this performance of Dinah Ross's Muscles. And <laughs> that was my first ever drag performance. And it was a hit. It's amazing. That's incredible. That's really, I can't believe that that all just kind of happened for you. It all just unfolded. And sometimes yeah, that's it's, just how it works with drag. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. The opportunities present themselves and you just have to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sure now- did, honey. Now, yes. luckily, you had you've had a performance background like since you were a kid, right? Like, so you were yes. able to just draw from what you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. I started. I mean, I was in every school I went to all my, my entire life. Even um, so, I, I grew up in Jamaica till I was eleven years old. Uh-huh. Uh And every school was sort of um, geared towards the arts. Like, okay. Even my kind, even my kindergarten. So really, in Jamaica. Oh my god. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you went to school for opera, for singing, right? So Yes, I did. Um, how, how, how did that translate into your drag? How did you bring the opera into your drag? Was it just very natural? Because, you know, in drag, it's a lot about lip syncing, right? And oh, totally. Really yeah. I mean, seeing drag queens talking or doing skills outside of that sometimes. Yeah, I never, I never sort of melded the two together. Um, I was, you know, being 19 and I think with every drag queen not every drag queen but I was like super crazy I was wearing like really high heels and you know just mm-hmm. like death drops and backflips and crazy stupid stunts that you know mm-hmm. now I look back and I'm like girl how did I not break something and I remember I was performing in uh, Tel Aviv and when I came back 
the guy who had like given me my first start, like basically my mentor, mentor, uh, Lee Chapel. It was his birthday, and uh, you know he was totally old school. He's like Lee Chapel. Where do I know that name? Oh, he's been around forever. (laughs) He's like major club promoter. Okay, yeah, I've heard of before. Yeah. Okay, and so he was like, "It's my birthday, and you have to sing an aria." I was like. Oh my God, <laughs> nobody nobody wants to hear a black drag queen sing opera in a nightclub. Uh-huh. It's like, but it's my birthday, so you have to do it. I was like, okay, okay. Uh-huh. And I, I remember I found like a cassette of like a backing track of this song. And the aria was called, it's called Oh Mio Babino Caro from the opera Gianni Schicchi by Puccini. Of course. Uh-huh. And, and uh, I sang that. And I remember I was in the Pyramid Club in New York City, which is like this dingy little dirty like hole in the wall and so i did my i was doing my show i'd opened with always opened with a big dance number reveal high kick death drop hanging from the ceiling and then i was like okay guys so i'm gonna do something for my friend lee chapel's birthday and i started singing the song and when i was finished i gagged i was like oh shit my career just ended there was so much silence you could hear the hum of the air conditioning in a packed, uh-huh. in a packed bar. Uh-huh. And I literally, for a couple of seconds, was like, wow, I just ruined my entire career. Uh-huh. And, then, and then it literally sounded like the entire building was coming down. People were screaming and applauding so much. And I was like, what? And then they like started screaming encore. I was like, well, I didn't plan on doing this ever again. Wow. <laughs> so they literally... No joke, true story. They made me sing the same song because I didn't have a, something else. I had to sing the same song three times. Oh my God. <laughs> like three times. Because first of all, people are like, no, she's lip syncing. I was like, uh, I just sang it. They're like, do it again. And so oh my God. I did it again. And then I did it a third time. So yeah. That is such like a movie moment where it's like someone does something on stage and this audience is completely silent and then erupts into applause. Like that is But you such know, a you way. you like as drag queens, we think like we we have this idea of like what's gonna work and you know, we uh-huh. have this for you know, I I definitely had a formula. All my numbers were, you know, start out in in a cover up, come out, uh do a reveal, dance, run around crazy, handstands, backflips, you know. Yeah, and so I was like, "That's what kids were living for." So that's what I was doing, and it's kind of crazy to see that. Like sometimes you can just stand in one spot and see, mm-hmm. you know, oh, true. everything yeah. can work for a performer. It's crazy. Yes, and now I tell people, you know, and, and it's it's so true. Like you, as long as you anything and you do it really well, it will always like, you know, go over. Mm-hmm. Like right. I, I really, I try never to like. And I know a couple of quote unquote drag opera singers and they're not really, I mean, they call themselves drag opera singers, but if you're not, if you're supposed to be singing an Italian aria and your Italian sounds like Puerto Rican, you know, and you're you're not singing the right words and you're singing off the breath and, you know, it's, it's, if you're going to do something, you got to do it. Yeah. Listen, talent is talent. Well, yeah, but also if you want if you want to say you do ballet, if you want to call yourself a ballet dancing queen, you gotta fucking know ballet. You can't just uh-huh. you know you can't fake it. A quick right. coming from me, Shaquita. I am a dancer. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't call what you do dancing, darling. I've seen it. I'm trying to be nice. 
Listen, I can live my La Vida Loca anywhere I want, okay? You, uh, do, you do that, dear, just not on a stage for, for an audience, please. <laughs> she quit as hateful today. She is hateful today. Oh, today, honey. <laughs> today and every day. Speaking of days, you used to do soap opera, didn't you? Oh my goodness, girl, you have this. dug you have dug into the archives. Well, hold, we first have, of all, Selena, Selena Vile is a huge soap opera nerd, so get into I am it, the two of you. The soap opera fiend, however, and it was very much in the '90s when you were on. But I mm -hmm. am more of a CBS girl. I was all about Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, okay. Guiding the Light, As the World Turns. But you were on an ABC show. You were on One Life to Live, right? Yes, yes, I was. How? Because I never knew, like, <laughs> at, at that time, at the end of the 90s, soap operas uh -huh. were starting to have, like, queer characters. Um, uh -huh. All My Children had a lesbian character. As the World Turns had a teen gay character. But then, like, a drag queen. I never knew there was a drag queen on a soap opera. I know. So the whole thing was very odd. Like, even how I got the role was very odd. Like, they called uh -huh. me, you know, they called me for the audition. And I was like, wait, you want me to come in in drag in the middle of the mm -hmm. day? I was like, mm -hmm. oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> she don't put on a face until the sun goes down, honey. Oh, yeah. brother. And I mean, not if the paycheck is guaranteed. <laughs> not for an audition. But I, yeah, and I was like, yeah, and not for an audition. Oh, heck, hell no. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, but we really want, we really like, you know, what we see. Can you just come in? And at, originally the audition was at uh, 2 p.m., Mm -hmm. And so I, I strolled in there at 4.35. Good for you. <laughs> drag queen time. <laughs> and in full drag. You know, nowadays I would never be so unprofessional. But I was a child. I was so young. Yeah. And I didn't know. I wasn't. I'm, I've never acted in my life. So I didn't really know the protocol and that I was, you know, supposed to respect the director. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, eh. Uh -huh. So I showed up. In full drag, and so uh, ABC Studios is in Lincoln Center. In okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. So I showed up there, and wait, my, my puppy wants to come up. Come on. What kind and of so puppy? I showed up there. What kind of puppy? I have a little Maltese, uh, Maltese and a Yorkie, a Morky. Oh, I love a Maltese. Little nine pound, little nine pound white fluff. Oh, I've got a great Jane. <laughs> let's let's meet up. Okay, <laughs> they don't match, but great. So yeah, I showed up. To, I showed up to the audition, and I was like, "Hi, I'm here for an audition." She's like, "Girl, that audition ended at like two hours ago." I was like, "Oh my god, sorry." And uh, they were like, oh, "They're like, oh, come on in and just read these lines." And I was like, "You want me to read?" Oh. And I, I mean, I've never acted. I didn't know the whole like what you have to do. So I went in the room, in full drag, my business couture. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I was wearing like a Oleg Cassini suit. Okay. Uh, a little Chanel. And I walked in. I, I know, right? And I walked in and I, I had to read the lines and it was awful. I mean, if you've ever, like, I don't think they have clips of it, but I was so bad in the entire, like, year that I was on. It was, like, cringing for me to watch how bad oh. I was. Um, but, you know, they called me, literally I left, went home, took off my makeup, and they call me, they're like, we'd like to offer you the role of Wendy Mercury on One Life to Live. I was like, great, thanks. <laughs> and, and I hung up. Because oh. I didn't, but I did not realize how big of an opportunity this was because I didn't know anything about soap operas. I'd never watched uh -huh. them. Uh -huh. And, I, you know, I was like, oh, whatever that was. And so I called my mom. I was like, hey, I just got offered a, a role on a show called One Life to Live. And my mom just went crazy. She's like, oh my God, that show's been going on for 25 years. I was like, what, really? 
And then I call my friend who's an act. I call my friend who's an actor. And he got so pissed off. He's like, that's so not fair. I went to school for acting and I've been auditioning. I was like, okay, that's great that you're pissed off. But can you help me to do this role? <laughs> so yeah. I, did it, I did it like on and off for a year. It was like a recurring character uh, uh-huh. off the world's worst acting. I played a woman with a secret. Uh, <gasps> Wait, hold on. So, so your character was was introduced as a woman, and then we found out later it wasn't. Well, oh my god. The, so the the gagger is I only only in the first episode was it revealed that I was a man. Okay. So the so they basically I was working in this bar, mm-hmm. uh, and the bar owners were like, like the literally the line is, "We won't tell anybody if you won't." And that's the only okay. time they ever mentioned it. And then the rest of, every time I'd show up, show up like, you know, we'd be having a conversation and they would ask me something and I would be like, I'm sorry, I can't talk about that. You better clutch your nuts, honey, cause it's time for Squirrel Talk. Squirrels, welcome to another episode of Squirrel Talk, found here, there, and everywhere. And as per usual, we are reviewing RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, but we are bringing in some of the All-Star drag legends of all time from all over the world, and we are so excited to have them. And I'm so excited for our guest today, but please, first, my my co-host, as per usual, as I always say, as per usual, please give it up for Selena Vile. Hello, hello, hello. Selena, uh, hello. Yes, hello. You can hear that. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> We're good. We got gotcha. you. And please give it up for our very special guest today. I'm so enthused to have her. Oh, she is the songstress that has been lulling me into a horny fever. <laughs> whatever that okay. means. Please give yeah, whatever that means. Shaquita Hall. Hi, everyone. Or as they say in New York, Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's the same language. Same, same language. We're not, same we're language. not very diverse here. We're not very, very diverse. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, Thank Selena. You. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Hello, Selena. Thank you so much for joining us. It's so exciting to get to talk with you. You're most welcome. I'm trying to decide whether to put both ear pods in or just one. Well, um, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> and by ear pods, and by ear pods, I mean butt plugs. You know, you know. of course, well, butt plugs. And obviously, both. The best listening. What's device. up, kids? Uh, well, we are doing well. Thank you, Shaquita. We are we are in Canada, obviously, and you are in New York City, right? You were saying. Ye- yes, I am. I am in Manhattan, sweating it out in this heat, honey. Oh, are you mm-hmm. going through the heat wave? Uh, not a heat wave, but it's it's hot. Let's it's, just say my my panties are moist and not in a good way. Do you have air conditioning? Do you have air conditioning? Bitch, I may not be on Drag Race, but I'm not that broke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually have air conditioning. I have a fan, just one hey, fan, you know. <laughs> oh no, just the one oh. fan. Oh, time, times is hard. One follower. <laughs> one follower. We all have one fan here, Shaquita. Don't worry. Oh, so Shaquita, you are a legendary queen, which is why we love you, and for many I... other reasons. Do you like? Do you like being called legendary? Are you there? Oh, we My lost. Fell out. Okay, oh, no, I'm here. Can the butt hear? plug fell out. Oh. Yeah. So I'm. <laughs> No, true story. I'm wearing these uh, Samsung, and I don't work for Samsung. It's not a plug. Not a plug. <laughs> I'm using this word a lot today. 
but I'm sitting here talking to you like on these earplugs pods thing, and I hate them. Do you guys have those AirPods from Apple I have, or whatever? I have like the old school, like the wired Girl. ones that, that plug exactly. in. Exactly. That's what I was looking for, but I couldn't find them. And mm. so my husband like got me these like fancy ones and they fall out of my ear all the time. Oh, you've got a big you've got a big ear canal. That's the problem. <laughs> I, have a, I have a big I have a big hole, so <laughs> all <laughs> I, <don't feel> like. <laughs> I love when people call me legendary. Just basically is a nice way of saying, bitch, you old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're all getting up there. We're all getting more and more legendary as the days go by, right? We all will. I'm okay. I'm totally okay with it. Good. I love that. Yeah. And so- Embrace it. Oh, trust, honey. I do, honey. Because you know what? With age comes uh, experience and knowledge. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm when pushing I, when- 40 right now, and people always Girl- try to read me for my age. And I'm like, that's not, I'm not, that's not a bad thing. I don't when I, as long you know, for me, as long as as long as you constantly are learning, like when I look back at my drag when I first started, I'm like, oof, girl, I'm glad I don't look the same. But you look at some queens and they <laughs> literally have the same look, the same makeup, the same style. Right. I'm just like, girl, right. if you're not in, if you're not evolving, stop. Stop coming that- for Coco Peru. <laughs> <laughs> we love Coco Peru, but you know that's that's not a that's 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 okay because that's a brand, and you know let's it's a brand. Cha- yeah, Ch- yeah Charo has the same look for you know yeah. Elvira has the same look for four hundred years. Yeah, yeah, we love. Yeah, Coco, I mean, if it's yeah. an iconic look, stick with it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. When? Now you you started drag when you were very young, no? Like you were what, like nineteen or twenty or something. I was nineteen. Yes. Yeah. When was and you this? Said, what, what year was this? Uh, fresh, <laughs> fresh. You are very clever. Did you see Vicky trying to get that in there? Thinking, oh, oh, I sure Vicky? did. Oh, I clocked it. Oh, always trying to stick it in that Vicky, Vicky Licks. <laughs> oh, you know her. <laughs> oh, trust, honey. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I started actually by accident. I didn't plan on becoming a drag queen. I didn't even know what like drag was. I was too busy uh-huh. studying in school. And, uh, Which so was we Juilliard, to... right? You were at Juilliard, yes. right? Not? Yes, yeah. I was. Studying and vocal, so we, uh, studying, opera. studying <laughs> opera. Yes, and so we went to uh, at the end of like this performance. Uh, the, the older kids were like, "Let's go to this club," and I was like, "Club? What's a club?" I didn't know. Uh, I was super focused in school. I was literally going to become the next big, like, male opera singer. That was my thing. Uh huh. And. Um, yeah, so we went to this club, and you know, this is back in the '90s. I'll give you that, Vicky. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is back in the '90s, and uh, you had to get picked to get into clubs back then. So, right, it was like Studio Fifty Four, like Steve Rubell exactly. out there, like picking who's gonna, yeah, yes. who's gonna walk in. So yeah. this is like that. This is like that. You know, after Studio Fifty Four, but they still tried to do that. You know, that was back then when you, you know, you could, you know, everybody wanted to be in the club, uh-huh. so you could pick and choose, and it, it was very elitist and. I literally mm-hmm. walked in there. They had put some like pigtails on me and like a straw hat and like a, a nightgown or something. Straw and we're like, straw <laughs> girl, it was, a, it, was, it was basically anything we could find in the dressing room after the show. Uh, <laughs> and so the guy at the front door was like, You look amazing. Who are you with? And he like brought me in with all of the people from Juilliard. And we right. all went in and we had like a great time. And then uh, Boy George came up to me and was like, Oh my God, you look <gasps> fabulous. You, do you want to work here? Boy was George like, was yeah, there? Yes, bitch. I what? gagged. 
Oh and, and of course, you know, I'm, this is my first time ever in a nightclub. I was like, the lights and the sound and the music and those thousands of people. Now, did and you have a fake ID? Because you were 19 and I think the age is 21 in this girl, season, huh? It <laughs> is, but you know, when you look fabulous and fabulous is ageless. There you go. So, you know, they, they, they just wanted like fabulous people. It's just like Wait, around the your time. your first of- time in a club, Boy George walks up to you and says you're fabulous? Well... <laughs> Let me finish the story, and okay. then you'll see how stupid I am. My, I ran over to my friends and like, girl, boy, George just offered me a job. And they're like, oh, my God, you are so naive. And that's not boy, George. That's just somebody dressed up as boy, George. It's a costume party, of course. I was like, oh. <laughs> that's oh. amazing. So, so then I, like, started looking around the room. I was like, so that's not really Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> like, first of all, she's dead. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh wow. So oh, these are all like, God. I was like, these are all like drag queens and like impersonators. And they were like, yes. And so it turns out, turns out the guy dressed up as Boy George was the promoter of the club. Uh-huh. <laughs> Makes he sense. actually, he actually did offer me a job. And that's how my, you know, I showed up the next week probably the same thing because I didn't have anything. But I was like 19. I was like, you want to pay me $100 for this? <sighs> That is insane that you're, first of all, it's your first time in drag, your first time at a club, and then all of a sudden the next week you have your first booking. But not only was it just a booking, this is a gagger, it was the biggest club in the world at the time. The Roxy was like huge. I mean, like Madonna was performing their share, like everybody who was anyone (sighs) was was there. And you know, this this guy who's the promoter, his name is Lee Chapel. he like saw me and then what, you know, I would come in on, we would come in every Saturday and we would decorate the club. Uh, like whatever the theme was, uh-huh. like the whole crew, the whole crew of us would come in on Saturday afternoons, and we had like a ten thousand dollar budget every week to decorate. Oh my this god! Massive, what? This massive club. Yes, girl. <laughs> they didn't fuck around back then, honey. And sure? uh, we would sh- We would like it was. We would deck the Roxy out every week in different themes, and he like really liked me. And like so, I started. It went from like just being sort of a host and being fabulous and walking around to being sort of his right hand. And then, then I ended up becoming like promotional director for the club for a while. Um, and that's when I started performing because one, one night one of the performers didn't show up. And I was like, how unprofessional, how <laughs> dare you not show up to a gig? That is, that never happens. And then uh, the owner was like, so uh, what's gonna happen? We're not gonna, the owner was totally straight douchebag. Uh-huh. Like, I got that from your, vo- your voice. Ah! <laughs> you know, I, impersonation is like is my gig, honey. And he was like, "What's going to happen? We don't have a show tonight." I was like, oh, "Don't worry, I'll take care of it." So I got a bunch of go-go dancers because I hired everybody, and I was like, uh-huh. "Let's do this performance." And I worked out, you know, being the being sort of inside the club, I got to like, I could call on the. To all the technicians and the sound guy and the lighting guy and we put together this performance of Dinah Ross's Muscles and <laughs> that was my first ever drag performance and it was a hit. It's amazing. That's incredible. That's really, I can't believe that that all just kind of happened for you. It all just unfolded and sometimes yeah, that's just how it works with drag. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. The opportunities present themselves and you just have to say yeah. Mm-hmm. And I sure now- did honey. Now, yes. luckily, you had you've had a performance background like since you were a kid, right? Like, so you were yes. able to just draw from what you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, I started. I mean, I was in every school I went to all my, my entire life. Even um, so, I, I grew up in Jamaica till I was eleven years old. Uh-huh. Uh And every school was sort of um, geared towards the arts. 
like okay. even my kind even my kindergarten. So really in Jamaica. Oh my god. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you went to school for opera for singing, right? So yes, I did. Um, how, how how did that translate into your drag? How did you bring the opera into your drag? Was it just very natural? Because you know, in drag, it's a lot about lip syncing, right? And oh, totally. Really yeah, used I to mean, seeing drag queens talking or doing skills outside of that sometimes. Yeah, I never, I never sort of melded the two together. Um, I was, you know, being 19, and I think with every drag queen, not every drag queen, but I was like super crazy. I was wearing like really high heels and, you know, just mm -hmm. like death drops and backflips and crazy stupid stunts that, you know, mm -hmm. now I look back and I'm like, girl, how did I not break something? And I remember I was performing in uh, Tel Aviv. And when I came back, the guy who had like given me my first start, like basically my mentor, mentor, uh, Lee Chapel, it was his birthday, and uh, you know he was totally old school. He's like, Lee Chapel, you have to... How, where do I know that name? Oh, he's been around forever. <laughs> he's like major club promoter. Okay, yeah, I've heard of before. Yeah. Okay, and so he was like, it's my birthday, and you have to sing an aria. I was like. Oh my God, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to hear a black drag queen sing opera in a nightclub. Uh -huh. He's like, but it's my birthday, so you have to do it. I was like, okay, okay. Uh -huh. And I, I remember I found like a cassette of like a backing track of this song. And the aria was called, it's called O Mio Babino Caro from the opera Gianni Schicchi by Puccini. Of course. Uh -huh. And, and uh, I sang that. And I remember I was in the Pyramid Club in New York City, which is like this dingy little dirty, like hole in the wall. And so I did my, I was doing my show. I'd opened with, always opened with a big dance number, reveal, high kick, death drop, hanging from the ceiling. And then I was like, okay guys, so I'm gonna do something for my friend Lee Chapel's birthday. And I started singing the song and when I was finished, I gagged. I was like, oh shit. My career just ended. There was so much silence. You could hear the hum of the air conditioning in a packed, uh -huh, yeah. in a packed bar. Uh -huh. And I literally, for a couple of seconds, was like, wow, I just ruined my entire career. Uh -huh. and, then, and then it literally sounded like the entire building was coming down. People were screaming and applauding so much. And I was like, what? And then I like started screaming encore. I was like, well, I didn't plan on doing this ever again. Wow. So they literally, no joke, true story. They made me sing the same song because I didn't have a, something else. I had to sing the same song three times. Oh my God. Like three times. Because first of all, people were like, no, she's lip syncing. I was like, uh, I just sang it. They're like, do it again. And so oh my God. I did it again. And then I did it a third time. So. Yeah. That is such like a movie moment where it's like someone does something on stage and this audience is completely silent and then erupts into applause. Like that is. But you know, you way. you like as drag queens, we think like we we have this idea of like what's gonna work, and you know we uh -huh. have this for you know I I definitely had a formula. All my numbers were you know start out in in a cover up, come out. Uh, do a reveal, dance, run around crazy, handstands, backflips, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, that's what kids were living for, so that's what I was doing. And it's and kind of crazy to see that, like, sometimes you can just stand in one spot and sing, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, true. Everything yeah. can work for a performer. It's crazy. Yes. And now I tell people, you know, and, and it's, it's so true, like, you, as long as you do anything and you do it really well, it will always, like, you know, go over. 
<clears throat> like right. I, I really, I try never to like, and I know a couple of sorts, quote unquote, drag opera singers, and they're not really, I mean, they call themselves drag opera singers, but if you're not, if you're supposed to be singing an Italian aria and your Italian sounds like Puerto Rican, you know, yeah. and, you're, and you're not singing the right words and you're singing off the breath and, you know, it's, it's if you're going to do something, you got to do it. Bitch, yeah. went to Juilliard. She knows Listen, talent is talent. Well, yeah, but also if you want if you want to say you do ballet, if you want to call yourself a ballet dancing queen, you got to fucking know ballet. You can't just uh -huh. you know, you can't fake it. A quick right. coming from Ishaquita. I am a dancer. <laughs> I, I wouldn't call what you do dancing, darling. I've seen it. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Listen, I can live my La Vida Loca anywhere I want, okay? You right, you do that, dear, just not on a stage for, for an audience, please. <laughs> Shaquita is hateful today. She is hateful today. Oh, today, honey. <laughs> today All and every day. day. Speaking of days, you used to do soap opera, didn't you? Oh, my goodness. Girl, you have, dug, you have dug into the archives. Well, hold, we first have, of all, Selena, Selena Vile is a huge soap opera nerd. So get into I am it, the two of you. the soap opera fiend. However, and it was very much in the 90s when you were on, but I <laughs> am more of a CBS girl. I was all about Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, okay. Guiding the Light, As the World Turns. But you were on an ABC show. You were on One Life to Live, right? Yes. Yes, I was. How... Because I never knew, like, <laughs> at, at that time, at the end of the 90s, soap operas uh -huh. were starting to have, like, queer characters. Uh, uh -huh. All My Children had a lesbian character. As the World Turns had a teen gay character. But then, like, a drag queen. I never knew there was a drag queen on a soap opera. I know. So the whole thing was very odd. Like, even how I got the role was very odd. Like, they called uh -huh. me, you know, they called me for the audition. And I was like, wait, you want me to come in in drag in the middle of the mm -hmm. day? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> she don't put on a face until the sun goes down, honey. Oh, yeah. brother. And, and not if the paycheck is guaranteed. <laughs> not for an audition. But I, yeah, and I was like, yeah, and not for an audition. Oh, heck, hell no. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, but we really want, we really like, you know, what we see. Can you just come in? And at, originally the audition was at uh, 2 p.m., Mm -hmm. And so I, I strolled in there at 4.35. Good for you. <laughs> drag queen time. <laughs> and in full drag. You know, nowadays I would never be so unprofessional. But I was a child. I was so young. Yeah. And I didn't know. I wasn't. I'm, I've never acted in my life. So I didn't really know the protocol and that I was, you know, supposed to respect the director. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, eh. Uh -huh. So I showed up. In full drag, in so uh, ABC Studios is in Lincoln Center. In, okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. So I showed up there, and wait, my my puppy wants to come up. Come on. What kind and of so puppy? I showed up yeah. there. What kind of puppy? I have a little Maltese, uh, Maltese and a Yorkie, a Morky. Oh, I love a Maltese. Little nine pound, little nine pound white fluff. Oh, I've got a great day. <laughs> let's let's meet up. Okay, <laughs> Carry on. match, but great. So yeah, I showed up. To, I showed up to the audition, and I was like, "Hi, I'm here for an audition." She's like, "Girl, that audition ended at like two hours ago." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> sorry." And uh, they were like, "Oh, they're like, oh, come on in and just read these lines." And I was like, "You want me to read?" Oh. And I, I mean, I've never acted. I didn't know the whole like what you have to do. So I went in the room, in full drag, my business couture. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I was wearing like a Oleg Cassini suit. Okay. Uh, a little Chanel. And I walked in. 
I, I know, right? And I walked in and I, I had to read the lines and it was awful. I mean, if you've ever, like, I don't think they have clips of it, but I was so bad in the entire, like, year that I was on. It was, like, cringing for me to watch how bad oh. I was. Um, but, you know, they call me, literally, I left, went home, took off my makeup, and they call me, they're like, we'd like to offer you the role of Wendy Mercury on One Life to Live. I was like, great, thanks. <laughs> and, and I hung up. Because I didn't, but I did not realize how big of an opportunity this was because I didn't know anything about soap operas. I'd never watched uh -huh. them. Uh -huh. And, I, you know, I was like, oh, whatever that was. And so I called my mom. I was like, hey, I just got offered a, a role on a show called One Life to Live. And my mom just went crazy. She's like, oh my God, that show's been going on for 25 years. I was like, what? Really? Uh -huh. And then I called my Love friend who was an act. I called my friend who was an actor. And he got so pissed off. He's like, that's so not fair. I went to school for acting and I've been auditioning. I was like, okay, that's great that you're pissed off. But can you help me to do this role? <laughs> So yeah. I did it. For, I did it like on and off for a year. I was like a recurring character, uh, uh -huh. off the world's worst acting. I played a woman with a secret. Uh, <gasps> Wait, hold on. So, so your character was was introduced as a woman, and then we found out later it wasn't. Well, oh my god. The, so the the gagger is I only only in the first episode was it revealed that I was a man. Okay. So the so they basically I was working in this bar, mm -hmm. uh, and the bar owners were like like the literally the line is we won't tell anybody if you won't and that's the okay. only time they ever mentioned it and then the rest of every time i'd show up show up like you know we'd be having a conversation and they would ask me something and i would be like i'm sorry i can't talk about that <gasps> and then be like "Ooh, she has secrets <laughs> oh! a, woman, a woman with a yeah. secret <laughs> so <laughs> the one thing <laughs> The one thing that I, I was most proud of is that I was featured in a TV Guide, which at the time was huge. Oh, yes. That yes. Huge. And I was, I was, it was called Must See TV. Uh-huh. As in transvestite. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, what? It's big, big picture of me in the, you know, in the magazine. Oh, and I got so God. much fan mail. It was so crazy. I didn't expect that. That's oh, so my God. funny. Yeah, so I thought it was all going to be like, kill the gays, and, and yeah. why is a man dressed as a woman? But it was actually all, there was no, I never got any nasty mail. It was all great. And at the beginning, I was, like, I was like, I'm going to read all my fan mail and respond. And then the guy was like, really? I was like, yeah. And then he brought the bag of mail on, on into <laughs> my dressing room. I was like, uh, help. <laughs> it was that so much amazing this was pre this was like pre-email and you know and, and social media so yeah. people would write letters <sighs> i love it and i also love was, that you were so well received because i am still in the young of the restless facebook groups like the like <laughs> the like message boards and <laughs> and the fans of the young of the restless are like middle-aged or older women in yeah. like middle america and they're yeah. like they're so homophobic like yeah YNR just introduced a gay character a few years ago, and they're still upset about it. Wait, are soap operas still on? There's four left. Like, back in the oh 90s, my. there were, like, 13 or 14. There's now four yeah. left. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I'll never die. I just hope there's no footage of me from that show. That was terrible. I hope there is. <laughs> no, you, there's... you don't have to be a great actor on soap operas. That's the best part. Oh, oh no, no, no. There's, there's, not, there's not a great actor, and there's terrible... 
don't sell yourself one, short. Re- you were a woman with a secret. My secret. Girl, I remember one scene where I had to walk up to this table and offer them like some wine. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best, you know, <laughs> woman of privilege impersonation. And I literally walked up to the table and was like, two white wines. Oh god. <laughs> And my friends to this day like always like bring that up and it's hilarious. I love you know, back that. in the nineties there wasn't a lot of TV opportunities for drag queens. There wasn't. And Before. you know what's funny? I'm I'm actually surprised that a lot of people don't I mean I, I was so terrible, so I'm sure ABC is trying to forget forget it. But you know, everyone's <laughs> always saying, you know, Candace Kane was the first first yes, transgender yeah. character and Laverne with uh and I was like, but wait, I, I played I, I mean, I wasn't transgender, but I was a drag yeah. character on a major television network. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was so every day. It was, ne- it was not, never a big deal. Very progressive yeah. for that time period, for sure. Yeah. That's incredible. I really love that you had that. So Shakita. Um, I know, Shakita. Sorry, I know that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just got lazy and said, Shakira. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> Black names matter. That's right. How, well, how did you come up with your name, Shaquita? Oh, I just, you know what? I wanted something. I, I always felt like everyone wanted my name to be like Divina or Aria or Angelica. I was like, I don't want to be that like, you know, girl that everyone just ex- expects to sing an aria every time and just in a gown. I never right. wanted to be like a, a gown stand and pose queen. And so I was like, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to be that girl. So I literally yeah. just came up with Shaquita. I didn't realize people were actually named Shaquita. <laughs> <laughs> and girl, hard, let me, hard. go ahead. Let me tell you how hard it was to get that name on the Facebooks. Really? Really? Girl. Every girl was like, bitch, my name's Shaquita. I was like, oof. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I didn't name myself after you. You should be happy. I know, right? You should Hall be so hard. And Hall is based on your real name, right? Hall is my last name, yes. Yeah, so I never Hall. intended on, I actually never intended on using my last name. It was just always Shaquita. And then yeah. like Instagram and Facebook and MySpace and Grinder and Manhunt and everybody <laughs> needs a lot. La- Everybody needs a last name, so I was like, okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. You gotta sometimes that makes you adapt the, the drag persona, right? Broop. Broop. So yeah, I know that you did some stuff. <laughs> you did some stuff this on. is going right all this is going right over Vicky's head, Selena. <laughs> no, she trust me, she knows that sound. She knows <laughs> that <laughs> I'm on it right now, Shaquita. I'm trying to find you. Why are you so far? <laughs> let me let me woof. I go to Scruff and I can woof. Okay. Um, (laughs) That's right. So you, I know that you also had a stint on uh, America's Got Talent? Yes. And you were singing, you were singing as a drag queen on that, right? Yes, yeah. I was a a drag performer on the show. Right. And you made it to like, what, semifinals? You made it pretty far. I made it to the top uh, 40 or top 20. Okay. I was on TV. I made it to the TV show. So um, it was... heard a lot of rumors about that show that it just has not been like a positive experience for many people involved. Is that Ugh. true? Well, I mean, I'm out of contract, so it was awful. The worst experience <laughs> I've ever had. Really? Oh yeah, totally. Because they are producing they are producing a television show and the most important thing is the television show. 
they uh-huh. could give a rat's ass about you. And right. uh, it's, that's very evident. I mean, the, it was terrible. Like, you know, I would say to them, like, oh, my God, guys, I've been in drag. My dick is between my legs. I'm in these high heels. I'm in a corset for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were giving, they were like, oh, all the animals need at least a three-hour break in between. And I was like, what about me? Yeah. Animals. <laughs> oh my God. And it, was, it was awful. They would give you $25 a day stipend. The in the hotel What? $25 a day? Boots, the hotel food, the breakfast was $25. So oh by the time God. you had breakfast by the time you had breakfast, you were done, honey. <sighs> wow. Uh, it was just it was I, I asked like every time to get uh kicked off. You know, I was like, can I please just get off? I just need to go back to New York and work. Because, uh-huh. you know, at that time, I was, like, traveling all over Europe, like, almost every week. And so I uh-huh. took time off to do the show because they actually asked me. I never auditioned. They were like, we would really love for you to be on the show. This happens to you a like, lot. They're always like, hey, you, we need you on the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 of course, for television, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Hollywood. Well, I, I was already in Hollywood. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um. And it just—it was—it's awful because I think for young people they think, uh, "Oh my God, I have a chance! I have a chance!" And I'm like, "You don't have a chance. They're only interested in the television show. They don't care anything about you." Yeah. And I... you know, and I, of course, I understand. I I do understand that you have a te- a show to produce, but at the same time, I think you can do both. You can produce a television yes. show while also caring for people. Yes. Um, and not just using them as the butt of a joke. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was when American Idol was happening. All these things were happening at the same time. And it was like, really, people were just pumping out all these performers and kind of using yeah. them and just kind of exposing their stories. And yeah. it was very, um, I don't know, it just felt very gross in a lot of ways. I mean, the only difference between America's Got Talent and American Idol is people actually become famous from American Idol. Yeah. Right. That's Can you name one famous person? No, Can you name was... one famous person from America's Got Talent? I was no. just trying to think. I was like, who? I don't know. Yeah, there's... There's none, and they don't care. They don't care to make famous people. They just care to, care to have the sob story. They care yeah. to have the, uh, the underdog. They literally have like categories that they're like produ- the producers are looking to fill. And I, as I said, I get producing a television show. I understand that. But I do think you can chew gum and walk at the same time. Yes. You, I, I do think you can, you know, you can procure talent and also take care of these people and take care of talent. Right. Absolutely. I, hopefully, we're so, for when I when I got when I got to the live show, I was so desperate to get off the show that I screwed up my first live performance on television. Good for you. Oh, she sabotaged yeah. it. Oh, girl. And then they, they were like, uh, "You have you are you may go home." So they put you in the van, and I was in the van with everyone else that was just uh, like uh, that was uh, let go, eliminated. I'm, yeah, eliminated. Thank you. And I was in the uh-huh. van. I was like calling everyone is like oh my god i'm coming back i can't i was like book my flight i'm coming back i'll be in berlin in two days and And i looked around the van and everyone was crying and like sad because i was like really guys (laughs) but you know there were if you're not a professional entertainer and this Uh is your shot this was your shot or you thought this was going to be a shot i guess it's devastating so i actually hung up the phone and waited till I get back, got back to my hotel room. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to seem insensitive. There's lighting yeah. fireworks. She's pulling. I know, girl. I was like pushing the van. I was like pushing the van to get back. I was like, let's go. Like, faster, faster. Put the pedal, Betty. 
Oh my God, it was so horrible. They're like, you want to cry now, don't you? I was like, no, I don't want to cry. <laughs> and, yeah, like, screw you guys, are going to Berlin. <laughs> the producers hated me. Because they were like, they would set up situations where like, you want to cry now, right? Do you want to cry? Do you feel like you're <gasps> oh going to cry? God. Yeah. Jesus. I often wonder yeah. that in some reality shows, because even Drag Race, we can talk about Drag Race a bit, where they have yeah. these moments where they're starting to cry. I'm like, how, do they, how are they provoked into these moments sometimes, I wonder? Well, when somebody is under duress for, you know, hours on end, and yes. you have to they make you sit there, you just, you break down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they break you down. And, Exactly. And also, you know, you do what you do, what you need to do for television if you think it's going to get you ahead. This right? is true. This is true. Yeah. So would you ever um, do Drag Race? I don't, I, I don't really know what your experience is with Drag Race or what you think about it. I've before. never heard of it. <laughs> she doesn't know what, she doesn't know her, she's never heard of her. I've never heard of her. Uh, she don't go here. Uh, you know, I think Drag Race is amazing. I think it does create stars unlike America's Got Talent. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. My, you know, my concern is the same thing is while you're using these people for television, are you actually taking care of these people? Yeah. Like I hear so many horror stories of people going into debt for drag race and oh, then once, yes. you know, and then they get eliminated or they, you know, or the show ends. And you know who I feel really terrible for is the season 12 Queens. Yes. The season 12. Like, oh, yeah. Worked the- they worked their ass off. They all thought they were going to, you know, come off the show and get booked and fly all over the world and do all these yeah. tours. And they're sitting in their apartments doing nothing. And they, yes. some of them in spent depth. like 20, yeah, 20, 30, you know, $50,000 to get on the show. That's and insane. now they're sitting there with, sitting there with all the merch and all their amazing costumes and doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. And really the next, and, and, and this is the shady thing is the next season is about to start. You know, once the quarantine is lifted and, and life goes back to some sense of normalcy, we're going to be focusing on the season 13 queens and the all-star five and six queens. Uh-huh. So those season 12 queens, is the show doing anything to help them? Right. I, I, I assume not. I don't think so. Yeah, and that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I it's not yeah. the show's fault. You know, what, what, uh, COVID-19 is not the show's fault, obviously. But, you right. know, you, I feel like you, at some point you do have a responsibility, you know, like Rue always says, with great power comes great responsibility. That's not her line, but, you know, since we're talking about Drag Race. And I think yeah. it is, you do have, like you do. like a Spider-Man line to me. Well, I do think <laughs> you should have some sense of responsibility for the people, because you can't have a show without drag queens. You know what I mean? Right. So they're integral, they're integral to the success of the show. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is one of those rare reality shows where it's like your contestants are the most important part of this show. You can't just find random people to do this. You need professionals who've yes. been doing this for yeah. a while and have put a lot of money into this stuff. So yeah, you know, you can't just find that out of nowhere. Yeah, we feel terrible. I feel terrible for the season. We've said this all season. Season twelve has just been so screwed over this because yeah, of COVID. Totally. Yeah. Um, how has yeah. your COVID experience been in New York City? Because New York was one of the hardest hit when this first happened. Um, it, you know, ev- literally everything shut down. Like I, my last performance, I think, was February 29th. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, at, at Drag Brunch. And I actually got sick. So I called out the next, I called out. And I was like, oh, I won't be able to make uh, the show next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and literally they were like, oh, well, you don't have to make the show because everything's shut down. 
I was like, oops. Right. Were you sick? So, did you have COVID or was it? Were, I, was it I, had, kind of I had COVID. No, I had COVID in the beginning. Okay. Uh, right, so that's why I, I'd called out the, you know, the next week of the show. Yeah. But they shut everything down. So I like was at the first, the beginning of it all. And it was terrible. It was, uh, you know, people are like, oh, you'll just get it and you'll recover. Absolutely not. It's like, you know, for me, me and my husband, we got it. And, you know, it was excruciating and it was long. Yeah. It was wow. like six, we six weeks of illness. Wow. And then what they don't tell you is after that six weeks, you have like lingering issues. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The virus is no joke, honey. So it, you may be you may be healed and the virus is out of your body, and uh -huh. you test you have you have the antibodies for it, but it wrecks your body so that it leaves like lingering issues and oh like it scars your lung it scars yeah. your lungs and it gives pe some people blood clots and you know it's oh my God. it's crazy yeah, yeah. that's so what I, when I when I hear when I hear people like oh you'll just get it and you'll only recover it's like don't be so sure yeah and that recovery is not gonna be an easy one. Recovery is not, it's like a six week illness. And then after you've recovered, there's, you know, and now they're finally talking about like, people have issues with like, it, it affects every organ of your body. Like people have oh issues God. with their brain. People have issues <sighs> with their liver, with their kidney, with their heart, with their lungs. Yeah. Wow. It's, yeah. So. Unbelievable. I can't not, believe, I can't yeah, believe so when I went through that. Oh my God. Yeah. My husband, both my husband and I. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you were never hospitalized, or you you just did it all from no, home, right? We did it all from home. Luckily, we're fine. Yeah. So now I'm going to the uh, you know my doctor is making sure that I get everything checked to check everything. So I'm getting yeah. like all the the X rays and scans and everything to check every organ of my body because uh -huh. because you know my doctor was like it does leave you know it affects the body after it's gone. Wow. So to everyone out there, everyone out there who thinks, oh, it's done and, you know, we can kiki and carry on, be very careful. It's, it's scary. Not yeah. It's not a joke. Yeah. It's really not a joke. Yeah. I'm so sorry that yeah. you went through that too, Shakira. And this is such a crazy time that we, we went through this pandemic, which is just historic. And then also this revolution mm -hmm. that's been happening in the States predominantly with Black Lives Matter has been like mm -hmm. just huge. Just everything is just yeah. flipped. In 2020, it's yeah. flipped over your, how was that for you? Aliens are coming next, let me tell you. They have already come. <laughs> you didn't know the Pentagon released they've come. They're, they're, they're in Canada. <laughs> yeah, we, we got them here, we got them here. Uh, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, and you know, I've, along with my white friends and colleagues and peers, uh, I've also learned a lot. Um, the one thing I don't, you know, and everyone's voice is important, but I think in this time, just i've seen a lot of companies like oh i'm gonna give i'm gonna give the person of color the microphone you know uh, give them the platform mm -hmm. and like uh just because somebody has is a person of color does not mean they know enough to talk about issues you know what i mean right yeah not mm -hmm. every gay person knows about gay rights that's right you know what i mean like who was it was it uh britney britney not Spears? britney Spears, uh derek berry Derek. Oh yes, Derek Barry, that. who was like, who was like, yeah, and so many people were killed during the Stonewall riots. <laughs> yeah, we'll have like, to be like, no one died, baby. No between one died, between baby. Derek and Gio, we go to them for all of our critical information. No, but you know what I'm what I'm saying is that just because somebody is a person of color 
does not does not mean that they are up on the issues or there's you know of course right. they can speak of their experience but does mm -hmm. that does not mean that it is the you know it's like the the be all and end all so be That's very right. careful where you guys get your information uh who you get your information from i like to listen to experts and you know and theologians and you know doctors and philosophers you know yeah. but uh, you know even today i was walking my dog and i was uh, i sat down with her and this woman was talking, she was like a teacher. And I was like, hey, let me listen to what she has to say. So I will listen to everybody, but mm -hmm. I, you know, sift out who, you know, you got to know who you're talking to and, mm -hmm. and take yeah. everything with a great, yeah, with a grain of salt. You don't want to get your information on Black Lives Matter from Casey Owens and, or Candace Owens and Stacey Dash. Right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. Exactly. They're not the ones. <laughs> but it's also, been, it's also been interesting, the whole social media, um, like I, I did ask a friend of mine, I was like, you haven't posted anything about Black Lives mm -hmm. Matter. And he's like, well, this, this Instagram is, you know, for my, you know, to show off my fitness and, you know, it's not, I don't think mm. it's appropriate. And I was like, I know, I, I, I know what your Instagram is and, you know, it's, it's a thirst trap, but, yeah. you know, what if you're, what if you came out to your parents and said, look, mom and dad, I'm gay. And your mom and dad, were like okay and never talked about it and then gay pride came and they never like put up a gay flag in front of their house or the mom and dad said you know what great we're gonna put up a gay flag in our window during gay pride to show that we support you uh -huh. and while while our house is not uh, a parade route or it's not a you know it's still to show support wouldn't that make you feel great yeah and yeah you know and and i actually never had that conversation with my friend because he was so wrapped up and then had the nerve to post a photo of him and his friends on the beach and literally that. him and nine white people in oh speedos on a beach uh -huh. during, uh -huh. you know, during COVID. Like, yeah, during COVID and during, and during Black Lives at, the Matter, height, yeah. at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's just like, look, uh, I don't, uh, of course, I'm not saying you have to put a black friend in there for the photo, but don't right. you think it's a little insensitive, especially insensitive. when you have nothing, when you have nothing about me, you, yeah. you yeah. can't even sh support your friend. It's like you go so, on fighting for your life while I go party on the beach with my white friends. Yeah, exactly. And they just ignore yeah. what's actually happening. And they just like, yeah. well, this doesn't involve me. I'm not black. It's like, yeah, and I mean, that's, honey, this, but this is the issue. This is the issue though with so many things. If it doesn't involve you or, you know, yeah. So many people, gay people I know, like, oh, well, you know, I'm not trans, so I don't really care about trans lives. And, or, you know, I have, a, I have a, a straight white male friend who is totally in the military, you know, guns, totally like very Eastern European, lives here, like, works, yeah. works, out, way, works out way too much. Um, and, I, you know, talking with him, and it's so weird as I, what I started to realize is that like, if it doesn't affect you, like he was like, well, why would I vote for Democrat? Trump Ugh. got me, you know, Trump got me my four bedroom house and a raise in the military and all of this stuff. I was like, yeah, but what, what about what he's doing, uh, you know, yeah. against yeah, the gays and against, yeah. and against, and he was like, well, doesn't bother me. Yeah. And that yeah. literally encapsulated everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, you know, and I always, I said to people like, when Hitler came to power in Germany, 
there were white people that were saying, well, he's doing good for the economy and he's doing good for me. My, my, I have money in the bank now because of Hitler. And, you know, yeah. but, and no, and the, what about the millions of people he was killing? Yeah. Because it uh-huh. didn't affect them. And because you were getting a little money in your bank, it uh-huh. didn't affect them. So this is the yeah. problem is that people aren't understanding and they're not remembering history and they're not, you know, if it's not me, why do I care? So we're all yes. in this together where this is one world. This is, yes. You know, we all have to work together on this stuff. Otherwise, we're not going to get through it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, nobody's equal until we're all equal. Hallelujah. That's it. That is it. Well, thank you for talking about that, Shakrita. Oh, my God. And now, oh, rough topic. <laughs> and now on to something lighter. <laughs> and now we're RuPaul's Drag Race. Just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding. Should we get into RuPaul's Drag Race? Would you like to talk Let about us. That? I'm not an expert, but I, I you know. I got two eyes. <laughs> That's all we need. So let's take a short break from our sponsor, Shaquita, and we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. My, 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 what a lovely day. I'm going to go out for a walk. Oh, where are you going to stroll? New York City, perhaps? Sure, take a nice little stroll through Central Park. Why not? Oh, is that Shaquita Hall? Hi, Look, guys. there she is. Oh, Shaquita! Shaquita, I love your shoes. Where'd you get them from? I stole them. Of course you did. Well, listen, I'm going to give you a little tip. We have here in Canada a lovely website called shoefreaks.ca. And if you go shop there, you get 25% off with our special offer code, NUTS. Shoe Freaks? That's right. You're freaky and you love shoes. That's shoefreaks.ca. Uh, Shaquita, so if you live in Canada, you get free shipping, which you don't, because you're in New York City, obviously, but, uh, you know, if you're a Canadian, you get free shipping. Yay! Yeah, the CA stands for Canada. And that offer code, wow. once again, Shaquita, the offer code was nuts. Nuts. Getting 20, 25% off. Shoefreak.ca, offer code nuts. All right, squirrels, we are back to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5 with the one and only incredible Shaquita Hall. Hi, guys. So uh, Uh, let's breeze through this episode because it's one of those breezy episodes, right? It is. It is. I actually only, I usually watch the episodes like three times before we record this. I've only watched it once and it was many days ago. Perfect. Shaquita, did you even watch it? Uh, Yes, I saw it. It was amazing. That's great. It actually was a really good episode, and so was last week's, but I haven't loved the rest of the season, but these last two episodes have been pretty good. Right. How Have you been watching the season, Shukira? I, I have been. I have to say the two most, you know, I, I my husband is a much bigger fan of the show than I am, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm busy. I'm busy doing nothing. <laughs> um, right. But I have to say, the two things that gagged me, first of all, was Alexis Mateo's uh, um, Mucho Mucho Amor impersonation. That oh, was yes, gen- uh, genius. Mercado, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was genius. And so, like, how did she, I mean, obviously the show is filmed, pre-filmed, but the fact that the documentary just came out is also, like, perfect timing. Yeah, that and was so strange. The, that, I can't believe yeah, that happened. Yeah, it's nuts. And then the best line I have ever heard on RuPaul's Drag Race ever was fucking mm-hmm. Juju B. Mm-hmm. When he was like, how will you keep me warm in Canada? Like, <gasps> oh, my God. I will essentially walk to the thermostat <laughs> and put it to a sensible. I was like, oh sensible. my God, that line. Degrees. 
that literally, I mean, perfect. That was, that was so. That was probably the funniest snatch game line in the in the history. That was, was the funniest funny. line ever. Yeah. yeah. Juju B kills me every time. She's. So I funny. love Juju B. Yeah, I love uh, Juju B. I think, and then seeing her open up on this uh, this last episode was also very refreshing. Yes. Yeah. Like I, you know, looking at her, I would not know that she had issues with you know drugs or alcohol. She just That's seems right. so. You know, and you know, it goes to show you never know. You never know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. You just really never know. It's true. Because her personality is so like light and fun and hilarious exactly. all the time. Yeah. Well, a yeah. lot. A lot of the times, the funniest people and the latest, hardest people have the heaviest substance abuse problems, and that's kind of how they cover things up. You know. Yeah. That's probably why I don't have a substance abuse problem. I'm, I'm not very funny. <laughs> I would disagree. Right. I think there's quite a habit that you have, Shaquita. <laughs> you're, very, very, you're very, very funny. So let's okay, have no some stories. Who went home? It was India Farah. So India Farah got into it with Alexis Michelle. Oh, not it's Michelle. Uh, Alexis, <laughs> Alexis Michelle. <laughs> so um, they <laughs> got into it. And uh, so that's that drama because that was like the he said, she said. Yeah, and we're still not really sure who said what. Um, what do you guys in, do? You guys think? Do you guys think uh, Alexis actually did it? Well, no. I, see, I think I think, I think Alexis did ask her after the vote. Did you vote for Shay? But I don't think she asked her before the vote. Mm. Yeah, I said in the last podcast that we did that I think it was a, uh, an issue of telephone where it was just a misunderstanding. Of, okay. you know, Mariah would be upset if you voted for her. Don't vote for Mariah, vote for Shay because she's not going home. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was just misinterpreted. And uh, that's how a lot of arguments... Yeah, but then why, you know? so then why, didn't, why didn't Alexis say that? I don't know. I don't know why. I, don't... I think they were just both very confused. And now Alexis brings up this week, and it's very true... She's like, I know how numbers work. I know how voting works. If I was campaigning to get Shay out, I would have asked every single one of you. I'm not gonna, just going to ask two people to join me. Mm-hmm. Those, those aren't the numbers. So I really don't but, believe she campaigned. But, 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 what if but? You, what if you started? What if you started and you asked two people and you saw that it, the poll wasn't going skewing towards the way you wanted it? You would have stopped, wouldn't you? Oh, <laughs> Shaquita, you put on that. Oh, <laughs> okay, I buy that. I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. You know, you, you've done this rodeo before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you might be onto something. I guess we have to continue watching to find out. It's yeah. It's sad to it's sad to like think that of someone, but you know. Just... But you know what? They're also changing this into survivor roles, so it really is a different kind of reality show now in the All Stars. Yes. It really is a game of Survivor. It's not even you know vote for the best person. It's vote for your competition. Who's you know? It's like get the get the the head of the tribe out. Yeah, I think, I mean, first of all, I think that if I was in Shay's uh, position and had to decide between Alexis and India, you know, whether Alexis did it or not, I would say, I would think it's kind of shady that India just used it, just told her then. Like, why didn't she tell her before? Why wait until you're about, it's very convenient. She basically used it as a ploy to try to stay on the show. And I'm like, so if you did stay on, you would not, you would have kept quiet and never said it. So, yeah, you know, that's a little, that's a little, a little shady. And I mean, I don't know either of these ladies, uh, but I would, you know, it's a, like that old fable, like 
which one is telling the truth? Yeah. Yeah. And also, there's already been the stuff with Derek that's happened in this season with India. So, you know, who knows? There's been a couple instances already, so. Yeah, but you can't judge. I mean, I, I try not to judge people like that, so. Well, good for you. Shukita. I do. <laughs> we, yeah! we, we on Squirrel Talk are vicious. <laughs> I, need the, I need the facts, bitch. I need the facts. <laughs> Show me the receipts. <laughs> oh, I'll show you the receipts. We're getting, I'm all about getting a duffel bag. So here we go. We're getting into the episode. Uh, and it's a RuPaul. It's the Charles Backyard Barbecue. Charles Family Woo-hoo! Backyard Barbecue, which when I read this, the first thing I think of is, is the Manson family. I don't know. Oh, God. When I hear the Charles, oh, does, does anybody else hear the Manson family? Oh, yeah. Charles Manson. Yeah. I don't know why I hear that. Oh, my God. Oh, you're twisted. <laughs> <laughs> is it just me? I guess it is. Okay. I think it is, yeah. All right. Well, I think you're the, going to a very dark place. <laughs> I, li- I live there. Um, it's called so Canada. That's, that's right. <laughs> no sunshine here. It's the Charles Family Backyard Barbecue, and they are all having to do um, create their own looks out of backyard barbecue stuff, where you got to be creative, yeah. create. Uh, oh, and they, so they have two different runways. They have a the second cousin, twice removed character. Uh, That's right. They, that which I think they already bring as a, an option for costume, and then they have yeah. to create their second look, which is like a couture uh, backyard barbecue look. Right. And they have to make it out of, what did you say, it was backyard items? Backyard barbecue items. Right. So now Miss Cracker, out of the gate, is already confident because she had mentioned this before, that growing up, she was very poor, and her mother uh, would have them make their own outfits out of scraps. Right. <laughs> so Which... she's confident that she can nail this. Yay, poverty. Yeah, yeah right? She's like, I grew up in a cra- trash can. I know how to do this. <laughs> Yeah. Same girl, same. Um, so, and then Shay Kalei, of course, knows how to make things and is very resourceful in that way. And she Shay can do everything. Shay's the best. We love Shay. Oh, that bitch, honey. Uh, she's not a seriously. human being. No. No. She's not, a, she's not a human being. Her skin is, I've met her in person. Her skin is too perfect. Mm-hmm. Ooh, she that. also seems like the best human being. Like, she seems like she's such a sweet human being. She is. She is super sweet. Yes. Yeah. She always says that I don't. Re- I don't remember her, but I'm like I'm trying to forget you, bitch. <laughs> she makes me look like Wesley Snipes in drag. <laughs> no, don't put Shaquita in jail. Well, oh but, did you notice? Did you notice what her character's name though was? No, I didn't pay attention. Yeah. Well, what uh-huh. Shaquita. Shaquita. <laughs> Shay Quita, that's right. Oh, no, yes. she's still oh. name. She's still oh. name. Send her a cease I want, and desist. I want my money. That's right. <laughs> so this episode, they're just kind of designing things, and they're in the workroom, and there's a lot of talk, and they get to talk with RuPaul a lot. Um, and it's kind of the first time we really get to see RuPaul getting into deeper conversations with them. And uh, we are going into Shay. Shay, like we said last episode as well, Shay had a... Um, last, when she was on season nine, right? Season nine? Yeah. Her father passed away, and then her sister passed away just before the finale. So she had two family members pass away before the finale, and then, of course, she lost to, to uh, Sasha with a rose moment, you know? Yeah. And yeah, really, she, she went through it. Yeah, it was really heartbreaking to hear how, I can't even, can you imagine going through all of that and Drag Race? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and having to smile for the cameras. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tough. Yeah, and I never would have known. I never would have known. Play, she played herself very well. Yeah, so I, 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 I always, I love Shea She's one of my favorite drag queens of all time, and she's so talented. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I really felt for her in that season, knowing that her family had passed away, and then she lost that season. And I was like, she, because she deserved to win that season, in my mind, until yeah. Sasha pulled the wig off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Shay, Shay's great. I think you know, I, I, Sasha's great. I think Shay is great. Uh, they're all, you know, it's it was it would would be a difficult decision. It was, it was, and I think they both have. I think Sasha's done an incredible job with it. I just thought the whole season was leading up for Shay. You know, yeah, she had the most wins. She was, uh, yeah. yeah, she was a fan favorite. Agreed. Um, I do think I do think Sasha earned her win in the finale. Uh, and has been an incredible winner since. And I'm really glad that we get a whole other season with Shay to do her thing on TV. It's too bad that it's during COVID, but that's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what's happening in the workroom. They're just kind of chit-chatting. And uh, we're gonna, we, we had that moment with Jujubee, obviously. Yeah, the mm-hmm. sobriety. And Rue and Ru opens up about her sobriety. I'm wondering now, every time Rue gets, like, deep with the girls, I wonder how calculated it is because... Uh, Rue seems, very, you know what I mean? Like, Rue, Rue just seems very disconnected. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having, I'm having chest, chesticle difficulties. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but like, she's very, um, uh, she keeps her distance from the girls. She keeps, she, and, and she keeps a good six foot distance. She does. <laughs> That's right. And so whenever she like decides to cry, it seems like, is this, is this a decision for you to cry or is it? Sweet, is sweet. There... <laughs> you think she's poking herself That's with right. tacks in her pocket? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's hard to but say. She has that moment. She has that moment with Juju. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it seems a little forced. Like, you, yeah. I mean, obviously it's edited, but from me watching it, I feel like I see her forcing that, forcing that tear, that tear to come out. And it's yeah. just, I mean, and, and you know, we all, we all know she famously says, if it's not on camera, it's, you know, it never yeah. happened. Exactly. So, it's I mean, I'm, weird. I'm glad, I'm glad that she opened up a, a little bit, I mean, about her uh, uh, alcohol or like, substance, substance problem whatever it is yeah. um but she you know she doesn't really open up uh, didn't and never really said very much about it but it's good to see that she sort yeah. of uh was big enough to put herself in the same uh, same shoes as uh jujube yeah did she have yeah. a moment with blair did blair get to talk um i don't remember blair in this episode <laughs> to tell you the truth. oh <laughs> ouch uh, no shade, I just don't. <laughs> she was the little boy with the big blown up lips. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's the one. Oh, it says connecting to audio, connecting to audio. She's here. Nope, connecting to audio. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> yes. Drag queens and technology, welcome to the future. Wow. Yeah, I hear you. Have you been no. doing um, a lot of digital, digital, dra- digital drag? <laughs> Would you like me to translate in French for you? Uh, yes, oh, actually. We, you have been, yeah. I have been. I do a weekly show every Thursday. That's right, you do. Give us a plug. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if they're busy right now. Um, <laughs> the plugs are all busy right now. <laughs> um, yeah, every Thursday, 9, 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time and New York Time. Uh, it's a live show on Instagram and Facebook. It's full production. I, I try to make the show exactly like my Thursday night show in New York City. So grab your uh -huh. drinks, grab your friends, and come on and watch me make a fool of myself. I love it. Do you, are you enjoying this digital drag world or how do you feel about Absolutely it? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, agree. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely not. I like people. So uh, yeah. I, like to, I like to touch people. I like to give them herpes, you know, like interact. Yeah. Yes, and plus yeah. one end to it. It's hard to feel the energy, you know? It's hard, the it energy. is, it is. That energy. But you know what, the, the, what, the reason I keep doing it um, is when I get these messages from people like you are the one spot of like normalcy in my mm -hmm. terrible week. How yeah. can I, how can I be like, I'm tired. I'm not, I'm me. So yeah, yeah we rearrange my, uh, we rearrange our living room every week, every Thursday. Uh -huh. and put, on, put on a full production show, lights, cameras, actions, everything. I love it. She pops you've under got the roof into the death drop. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm You got the big screen TV behind you with your logo mm -hmm. on it, do you not? Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yes, honey. We make the, all those videos, the backing videos. I make brand new videos every week for the show. Production, sets, costume changes, everything. Incredible. I love me a Shaquita Hall show, honey. Hey. I love you. It's better when you're there and actually drinking. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Super I can't wait. When I well, once this is over, I'm coming to New York, and I'm, I'm we're having a visit. Okay. Where do you perform in Canada? In Can well, we're in Toronto, so we perform kind of we're, we're comedy based house. We do more theatrical stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we kind of perform everywhere where theatrical comedy venues are. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. My home bar just got shut down because of COVID. So I normally perform a weekly at the Beaver, and it's... wait, what do you mean just? What do you mean just got shut down? It hasn't been shut down. Well, all, all the bars are closed except for one of them, which is still open on the patio. But um, okay. but this one is not, not going to come back after COVID. They just can't afford to keep paying rent. Oh yeah, yeah. That's going to happen a lot. That's going to happen a lot. I know so many yeah. queens who have like moved out of New York City. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. going to change the game for it's going to change the game for queer culture. Um, yeah, businesses, right? So we're, we're yeah. going to see what happens. We don't know yet. Yeah, let's. Yeah, I think one crossed. of your queens, one of your queens, yes. Lemon, moved back to Toronto because she's on Canada's Drag Race right now. Have you? Oh been my God! That? Yes. No, I have not. I don't have cable, but that's amazing. Uh, yeah. You oh, I, I, so I, you know, I know Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Heights, and I'm so proud of her. Um, yes. But when I saw Lemon, I was like, wait, that's my Lemon from my Drag Wars competition. Uh huh. How uh -huh. is she doing? Very well. She's doing great. So she Amazing. was in the, in the bottom week one, in the bottom two, okay. and then week two, she won the challenge. So she's right back up to the top. Yeah. yeah. She's standing uh, up because, uh, you know, New York drag is very different from Canadian drag. So it's kind of interesting absolutely. to on the same show. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've performed in uh, Toronto and uh, uh, Montreal. Of course, I'm friends with uh, uh, Madeau. 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 Yeah. Uh, and I've performed in uh, Quebec. Uh -huh. uh, the, so le, I, le drag. Cabaret, le drag, le drag yeah. cabaret, ouais, c'est vrai. Uh -huh. uh, so, yeah, I've, I've, you know, I got yeah. a little toe in the in the Canadian scene. I love yeah. it. Where did yeah. you perform oh, in Toronto? Um, I don't remember the name of the club, but I so I did like a, this fashion show, and then they had me do a 
club performance after that. But it's I probably Fly or Buddies, I would assume. Oh, I don't, I don't, yeah. it's, literally, I used to travel every week to a different city. Like, uh -huh. this is before, this is like, before the, the like, uh, 2008, before I was literally on a plane, I was on a plane every week. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So that's, that's why I speak so many languages, just from travel. She's international. International slut. I love it. I want to, I want to stab this passport. Mm-hmm. I literally have like three. I've gone through three. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> She's a whore. That's why. She's an uh, international whore. Thank That's you. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's you keep going right. with this okay. episode. So here we go. We're getting into the runway now, Shulquita. And Oh, the runway looks. Yes. And so the judges are Michelle Visage, uh, Carson Cressley, and BB Rexa. Uh -huh. Do we know BB Rexa? Slightly. Slightly. <laughs> That's a good way. She's like a pop star, right? She's a pop, she is like a pop star. Okay, she is a pop star. Is she a pop star? <laughs> she Charlie, you know these, these young kids, honey. I these young kids. I, just saying, I just I remember just... I just remember what she's wearing. I was like, ooh, the plastic Louis Vuitton. She must be hot as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I love that plastic. You know, it, it is like a like a tablecloth. Like a, you know, yeah. tablecloth. Yeah. Louis Vuitton. Anyway, so here we go. We're getting into this. RuPaul is wearing a gown that is I don't know what that is. <laughs> you, you Canadians are so politically correct. <laughs> You're like, that's uh, not a gown. <laughs> it is a backyard barbecue for sure with this gown. Okay, here we go. So her family is there as well. They have people on stage on either yeah, her side. Sisters. Her yeah. sisters, her actual sisters. It's the real Charles family. That's right. They always show up at Dragon Con. They're always with her through that. That's great. It's great to see that they have a, such a tight family bond. I think it's Renata yeah. or R Renee and Renee, Rue, and Renata. Yeah, yeah, the three R's. Yeah, yeah. They've done a couple episodes of Drag Race, so they've yeah. Rue involves her family pretty often. So That's here we right. go. That's We're getting into the second cousin twice removed. Uh, let's just do them back to back. So here comes Miss Cracker as the second cousin. She was giving us um, Appalachian realness, I might say. <laughs> Yeah. She's wearing a doily. American it's, Ala it's Alabama backwater, honey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It is. I mean, how do you judge these? I'm not sure. Is it, I guess, is it a you, I think what's what the important thing to judge here is their comedy. So it's like what they're saying yes. in their speech. And they have a little monologue that's going on beyond them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like these monologues are normally Mad Libs. Like they give them a, a template and then have them fill in. Uh, their jokes, and I think Miss Cracker had a lot of jokes. I don't remember, but I remember thinking she was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's it's given, been she's, a few days. She's wearing a hammock, and it it works. It works for me. Yeah, I do remember her being funny and making me laugh. Yeah, and then she comes out in her uh, her couture look, which is her wearing. Um, what is she wearing in this couture look? She's got a so they they're called. Cock ball, what are they called? Cock rockets? Shuttlecocks. 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 I'm with Shake Kool Aid. We call them birdies. I never heard We of call them birdies here, too. Yeah. No, we call them shuttlecocks. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> well I, I'm from Jamaica, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, Jamaica was a British colony. Uh, ah. The British called them shuttlecocks, so. Oh, I, gotcha. right. I, I didn't realize I had to explain all of that history. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't know. I'm very what, ignorant. What kind of an interview is this? 
<laughs> I didn't know that they were a British colony in Jamaica. Oh, Lord, let's move on. Next look. <laughs> Did you know we're a British colony? You probably Yes, did. absolutely. <laughs> Shaguita knows her history. She knows She knows things. All right. I'm I lived it. She just lived it. Right. She, was, she was there. She was there when they... Yeah. I was there. So she's wearing shuttlecocks and a uh, gingham little gown and like the seatbelt material thing. What do we think of this look? Shaquita, you make a lot of your own looks, right? I do, yes. I, I make a lot of them. Uh, I think it's it's a little simple. The halter top is a little simple. Um, I, you know, it's it's cute. I, I was I was expecting more, but um, it's not terrible. It's not the worst. I, I just actually, wait. Just I, wait. I, I cannot wait. I actually agree with you on this. I think it's kind of simple. I think it works, but it's just, you know, simple. Yeah, yeah. safe. And she doesn't have eyebrows, and that's kind of a thing that's happening now. Yeah. The no eyebrows in drag, which scares me. It scares me. It, I like eyebrows. It surprised me that she yeah. went for that. She doesn't strike me as someone who would, who would go eyebrowless for no reason. Yeah. I mean, in comedy, you kind of need eyebrows. I mean, some some queens don't even shave their face. Oh, Selena, she's coming. Are you talking about me? You talking about oh. me? You're coming for my oh, dress? I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just. I was just saying. Let let's not judge before ye be judged. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? Kuchinthians. Kuchinthians. One versus six. I don't know. <laughs> We don't know Bible. This is Corinthians? Cool talk. We, well, I clearly don't know the Bible either. I just call it Coochie. <laughs> coochie, Coochie. Coochie, coochie, coochie. So here comes Jujubee. She's giving us a ginormous sun hat. This is yeah. like a five by five. And then yes. she's got one shoe that's not done up. Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> she's got her, her famous potato salad with raisins. I, I think her, I think her, her uh, strap popped she on her shoe. I, I I don't know if that was intentional. I feel like she started walking yeah. down the runway, and it snapped. And it snapped. It, snapped. it just popped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so funny. She's just so yeah. naturally funny. Anything she says is gonna make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, also, her her look, other than the hat, it is very simple. I mean, it's fitted and you know hee haw, mm-hmm. but this you know. Uh, um, I'm not gagging. Jujubee's known for some simple looks, let's be honest. Yes. But for me, this she's, is She's about the body. She's about yeah. the body. The body oh, yeah. is on point. The, mm-hmm. This hat is giving me the drama that I could use, and I'm yes, okay with that. Exactly. I'm okay with this look because of the hat. If there wasn't a yeah. hat, I would be very bored, you know? Absolutely. And then her couture look, her barbecue couture, is her wearing, what is she wearing? She's wearing watermelon. So she made this, and again, she hated this challenge. She says she hates this because she doesn't do her stuff. So she's got yeah. uh, this yellow and white uh, fabric that she's kind of not matching up properly. And then the watermelons that she cut out of a, um, a bath mat or something. I'm going right. to go against you here, Vicky. I think this is super cute. I think, you know, even Michelle like reads her for her stitching. You know what? We know she's not a seamstress. The fact that she put it together, it's not going to be a couture gown it's you know she's not going to turn into Isaac Mizrahi in the middle of the seat, uh, episode mm-hmm. I think for for you know what she knows and what she could do I think the look is super cute and I mm-hmm. actually agree with that I was just saying that okay. it seems to match up because that's what they said but I actually but, I actually yeah. really like this look and I yeah, like I mean, the way it goes with it and I think like, yeah. she did a great job considering it's Jujubee <laughs> exactly yeah I like it too I think she's adorable I think she'll always look cute yes yeah, and I thought she had very funny. She's very funny. 
you know what? She's very, very funny. I liked her, her little monologues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, she's so smart. Yes. She is very smart. I think that's a good way of putting it. Smart humor. Yes. And then here comes Blair St. Clair giving me my Saskatchewan sister realness. Uh, <laughs> I'm from the Northern Prairies. I don't know if you knew that, Shaquita. Are you? <laughs> yes. Oh. I am, I'm as back, as back hill as they get. Oh, I do like a back hoe. <laughs> you found her. <laughs> you found her. So, uh, so Blair is wearing a mullet with this kind of, she's giving us that Daytona, like uh, a racetrack, a NASCAR. I, yeah. I love it. I loved it. And she's got uh, like these stick-on tattoos, uh, sleeves on her arms. I don't know how she did yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a shirt. I think it's a, just, I think it's her skin. She put the tattoos on her. Okay. She? I mean, they have, they have like fake tattoos. You know that, right? I know. But then she <laughs> changed Shaquita. Where did they go? <laughs> it's called editing, bitch. Learn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's three hour episode. You're going to have to edit this motherfucker. <laughs> I love how Shaquita's just I, mean, I, actually, I actually think it's a, I actually think it's a sleeve, but you know, don't quote me on that. I think it's a stick-on tattoo, and I'm sticking with that. Okay. Let's make. Let's get a vote. Let's get a vote online. What so do you guys break think? Break the vote. Break the All vote. All right. That's right. Yeah. You let us know. Let us know. Is it a sleeve or is it uh, press-on tattoos? <laughs> and then her second look is kind of this little uh, mishmash of fabrics that are um, swafting <laughs> around her, like she's in a tumbler, uh, a dryer oh, tumbler. God. <laughs> oh. What do you think? <laughs> oh. Um, unfortunate, unfortunate. Uh, you know, I get what she was trying to go for, and she ca- she's calling it high fashion, and mm-hmm. uh, mm, uh, unfortunate is uh, it's sad because oh. I think I, I mean it could it could have looked very Versace, yeah. You know, yeah. but instead instead it looks like uh, clothes hanging on a line. It does. Mm-hmm. It looks like it fabric looks, hanging on a clothesline. And it looks you know, like, when you're when you have that long lean body and that that like straight body like she has and there are no curves, there's nothing from it to for it to hang hang off of and it just it did it doesn't doesn't work for me. But I love her. Yeah. Right. It's a very She's great, otherwise a pretty good stylist. I like her hair. They rid her for her hair, but I really liked it. Yeah. Sometimes these these critiques they give i feel like they just have to do something because yeah, yeah we're nitpicking like yeah like her hair oh it's too dry i was like oh well if you have me stand on the lights for 12 hours what do you think is gonna happen I, yeah she, man she, she did say she like it started out wet <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think this is i actually don't hate this look i think if it was against if there was like more other people in the the competition i'd be like oh it's fine but i think because they're only in the top five now and there's five of them yeah. i think for me, it doesn't yeah. stand out to what the others did. That's all. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was Blair. And then here we go into Shea Coulee giving us, of course, Shea Coulee. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she is wearing a... Uh, what is she? Oversized she t-shirt. R.I.P. Grandria, which is from her season. It was a character she played on her season. She's got a bag of right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think she's fine. Again, I don't know really how to, I don't know. The chips were called sweet, uh, Shitos, no? She called them Shitos? Shaquitos. Yes, they're called Shitos. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I I, love Shay. I just, I feel like this was very safe. It was a 
oversized t-shirt with a print on it. Um, I would have loved yeah. to see if she'd like, you know, like belted it with something or just, it seems like she was tired of padding and corseting and tucking and just yeah. put on a, a oversized shirt, which is smart. I Cause when you're on, when you're on set for 12 hours, yeah, you, you know, you got to find ways to make yourself comfortable. I feel like that these second cousin looks were all pretty simple, except for I think Blair had the most styling to hers. But otherwise, yes. everyone just came out in like a simple dress or a simple t-shirt or a simple yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Which I'm not going to fault them for because you're going to a barbecue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So here we go. She's in her second look. Her couture look is her. She's getting married. She's got her blue gingham Dorothy fantasy with this... Uh, uh, mosquito netting veil and you know chaps <laughs> and a little a little <laughs> shuttlecock action as they say that's in right what do we what yeah, do I mean this? I think she looks super the, cute she, it, it's it's cute but I, f I don't understand the uh, like the wedding and then there's the stirrups and then there's the it's it seems I mean there's so much um going on yeah like i feel like she's just through and which is exactly what the challenge is like grab what you can mm -hmm. but i feel like she could have edited a little bit more but it, you know she's she's so good with like styling and um you know putting things together i didn't get the gingham chaps with the wedding thing. yeah yeah i didn't get the wedding thing at all there's a lot going on. So I actually fully agree with you, Shakrita. I think it's actually kind of nice and interesting, but I think it's like kind of a lot and I don't really know what direction she's wanting, where it's really yeah. going with it. So yeah. I, I like it, but I'm also just like not super enthused either. Yeah, I think <laughs> you should have gotten rid of the veil and just done like uh, the chaps and make spend some more time on the top. It would have been mm -hmm. stunning. Yeah, we don't really need this fail, you know? What I do like is that everybody credited her for helping them out. And yes. her, her response to that was amazing. It was just like, hey, we're here to help you. Like, we're here to be sisters. And I don't remember yeah, what she said, but great. I remember loving it. Yeah. That was great. And then here comes Alexis Mateo giving us a little uh, lime green uh, coochie coochie number and with the, uh, the pink wig. And then she pulled that off and there's another little red wig underneath it. And I feel like this whole runway, this whole first runway is just about stereotypes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know what? Like, they read her for that wig reveal. But what I loved about that, like, the look is I know that woman. I live uh -huh. in Harlem, New York City. I know that woman, honey. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I, I see her, I see her, you know, walking down the street, coming, coming home, coming from the bodega. So that yeah. little wig but I, I was I thought it was like so authentic but you know when you're doing a drag show I you know they were like we wanted bigger we wanted more I was like, yeah oh, it was she was giving realism honey yeah I was okay with it I was like I yeah. really don't care I think this she looks like the character she's portraying I guess yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. and yeah. then her second look was a so this is really interesting so she's got all these cups that she's cut up around her and then she's got her big old signature loaf coif and then mm -hmm. an inflatable pool to give her a little uh, mermaid uh, train action. At cool, the yeah. I thought it was super cool. Yeah, I like the way she used it. Like when she showed us the pool, I was like, how is that attached? Like, how did you yeah. do that? I feel, it's, I feel like it was the most elaborate of all of the, uh, the couture looks. Yeah, yeah she, she made a gown. A, she used a pool, a full pool. Yeah. You yeah. Know? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. I mean, is it kind of like a weird shape at the bottom? Sure. but it's, It was a weird shape at the bottom, yes. It's a weird challenge, so who cares? Yeah. I liked it. I, she might have had my favorite look, actually. I think she did. Uh-huh. In my humble opinion. She turned it out. She, she wasn't very funny in her, in her write-up, which surprised me because she's a very funny person. She is very, very funny. She's been very funny this whole season. Yeah. So that was the runway. And then we get into the, who is the winner? Miss Cracker is the winner for the second time this season. Third time. Third? Third? Third. No. Yeah, she was, she lip synced against uh, Morgan McMichaels and she lip synced against, um, oh, am I wrong? Is it second? This is her second time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do we lose Shukwita? Shukwita? No, I'm I'm here. Oh, she's just oh, bored. <laughs> no, no, I'm just <laughs> I'm just listening to all fight it out. <laughs> I, I like hearing how, I like hearing how Canadians fight. It's not the same in the United States. <laughs> Your well, fight well. is like, did she? No, she didn't. Did she? In a, in America, be like, fuck you, motherfucker! You're cancelled. Oh my god. Well, trust me, trust me, Shukwita. It just depends who I'm talking with, okay? That's right. Oh. We're both in, we're both involved in some of those fights with other people right now. We're just <laughs> okay, family. okay, okay. <laughs> some of them might be on Canada's Drag Race right now. <laughs> There's some tea for you to sip on. I'm gonna. I know. I'm gonna have to start watching now. <laughs> That's right. All right. So here we go. So everybody is sucking up to Miss Cracker. You know how it goes. Uh, kiss, mm-hmm. kiss the lady's butthole, as we say in the biz. I think they're all in agreement that Alexis and Blair got the worst critiques. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so they're kind of deciding amongst themselves. So Alexis and Mateo, mm-hmm. you're in the bottom. Uh, Alexis and Blair, so that's how it is. And so everyone has to vote, and then we get into the whole uh, the lips and assassin part of it, right? Yeah. Lip-sync assassin. Yeah. <laughs> Reveal yourself. Do we like this twist, Shaquita? Um... I do. I, I think it brings something interesting to the show. Um, it's just, it, it's, I feel like, uh, I have two minds about it. I think as a show, it makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. But I also think, I think it's very, um, it's, it's a little mean. Mean. Yes. In yeah. terms of, what do you mean? In like, terms of... like, you have to kick people off. I mean, what's the point of having experts if... Uh, and judges, if you if somebody can just kick you off if you're not right. that good for all star you know? roles, right? I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that I mean, it worked in season two, and they've just kind of been going with it and flipping it back and forth. And it feels like it's too busy this season. Like there's too many things between the voting yeah. and the lipstick assassin and the. I mean, I, what I, I once again, I, as I said, I know that they're producing a show. But you know, the fact that somebody can be the greatest drag queen and they get eliminated because, you know, somebody just doesn't like them. Not because yeah. they're great. You know, so Hello Shangela. Has, yeah. I mean it's That's right. It's kind of it's not fair. This is true. This is but life. Nobody ever said life is fair. That's right. Life isn't fair. You are in a chair, Blanche. <laughs> oh my god. We're going to baby Jane here. <laughs> <laughs> so who is the lip sync assassin? It is Roxy Andrews. Oh, this bitch! One funny. million ostrich feathers. Oh, this bitch got coins. Uh-huh. Seriously, this look is insane. She's gorge. I totally hit on uh, Roxy Brooks when he was sitting in my audience, and I didn't know who it was. Really? 
Like, oh my god. I was like, oh hi, what's your name? And the audience is like, it's Roxy Brooks, you fool. I was like, bitch, I don't I don't care, honey. Sister Dick will not make me sick, honey. Bring it on. <laughs> she is I, so sweet. I did uh, Miss Continental, Miss Canada Continental earlier earlier this year with Roxy as the judge, the main judge. Oh wow. And yeah. I was in, it was my first ever pageant, and I, my boob fell out of my, my bra as I was talking to her. <laughs> Why? Because you were so excited? <laughs> no. Yes. My boob was like slowly slithering out of my bra, and you could just see her eyes watching me the whole time as I was like, oh. I'm a comedy queen. And you could see the PTSD oh. in her eyes of jinx. <laughs> oh, you should just be like, I planned I plan that. I have a machine just pushing it out. It's, yeah. That's right. A little bit no, of no, rocks. Rox is very, very sweet, super talented, and like her looks are, I mean, and everyone knows Shaquita as like the bedazzled queen. Yeah. Which I want to get to Roxy Brooks' level of bedazzlement. Yeah, she, she, she is. Everything. And she uses her body. Yeah. She is all about the body. Oh, are we going to talk about this moment? Oh, yes, we're going to talk about the moment. Let's get into what? the lip sync. So what, what are they lip syncing? What is it? It is. Who cares? One, one, Ariana yeah, Grande. I forget. Ariana Grande, yeah. sure. Cracker still doesn't have eyebrows, but <laughs> you need to let that go, Vicky. <laughs> Vicky has a thing with eyebrows. Listen, I can be Wait. hateful. I can be hateful about eyebrows, Shakira. Give me this one thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> Are you not wearing eyebrows now? Is that the problem? Um, no, it's not the problem. I'm just saying. You know, we we all have our thing, and I'm just saying, be very careful. Don't throw stones. Uh, don't throw stones when you live in a brick house. One of these days, Vicky's don't not going to wear eyebrows and we're going to come for her. Don't talk about my face as a brick house, Shukrita. How dare you? <laughs> you got it. Okay, you finally got one. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you win a car. <laughs> so here we go. So we're getting to the lip sync, and Roxy does several reveals. Yes. She does. And she the first one, like when she did it on that beat, that was fucking fire. That was great. When she pulled that coat on the... Stunning. I mean, but even the hair with the color of the... And those boots and just... uh, Oh, girl. Fire. Uh Stunning. Uh I mean, I... She makes her own wigs. Yeah, it's... it's, You know what's odd? Like, she wasn't really doing very much, but I couldn't take my eyes off her. Yeah. Yeah. It's called You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I love about, like, a good drag performer. Sometimes you can literally and as we said at the beginning of this four hours ago uh is you can stand <laughs> if you can just stand and command people's attention there's mm-hmm. something that's a that it's quality that star quality that you cannot teach you cannot fake you know you it's literally and i was watching it and i was just like what am i looking at she's so stunning and yeah just, powerful yeah you know, she's got that yeah. presence she knows she looks good she knows you know she looks good like it's 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 just amazing watching her be able to command the stage like you're saying without yeah, having yeah. to do much and confident yeah. and she's wearing like we said her own body and she's so confident in just how yeah. everything she does you know that's Roxy. Uh-huh. so needless to say Roxy wins this uh-huh. oh wait we're not gonna talk we're not gonna talk about the last reveal what oh the thick and juicy reveal Oh, bitch. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason I do agree to do this podcast. Go on, Shagrita, let us know. Let us I, know. Need to have this, I need to have this moment to talk about it. As a Jamaican man, when that moment happened, honey, I was like, I'm sorry, my husband, you got to turn your eyes because I think I just popped one right here. Uh-huh. Gorgeous. That, 
that thick and juicy, and then the body, and then she just did the little jiggle. I was just like, oh, you are perfection, Roxy Brooks. Roxy Brooks. Yeah. Roxy Andrews. Andrews, Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. You've, been you've been calling her Brooks for the last 10 minutes. but I've <laughs> I'm sorry, because you know what? There's another queen named Roxy Brooks, and she's my friend, and it's just too many Roxies. I got gotcha. you. I used to work at the Roxy, Roxy Andrews, Roxy Brooks. Meet me at the Roxy. We love Roxy. Um, is that a Canadian song? It's not. Is it? Don't know. Don't know. But okay, yeah, don't, sing it. Don't, don't sing it. You may have to pay for the rights. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true story. So Roxy is the winner, and she pulls out the lipstick, and whose name is on everybody's lips? Alexis Mateo. Alexis Mateo. Alexis Mateo. Was it her time to go? I don't know if it was. I, love, I, I really think thought it was. she had a strong season so far. She did. She had a very strong season. I feel like Blair to me would have been the next logical one to go home, mm -hmm. but there's been so much drama surrounding Alexis that I understand why they were like, okay, your time to go. Yeah. I think that's the only reason, really, because yeah. I think otherwise and, 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 she, she would have stayed. And that's yeah. why I said it's not, it's not really fair, but as I said, I mean, I know they're producing a show, so they got to do what they got to do, but it's, you know, I think if you look at uh, people's wins and people's talent and who, you know, uh, the judges should make the final decision, but not yeah. my call. Right. Well, we're getting close to the final three, I guess, where the judges will be making. Well, uh, we don't know. Sometimes they have a jury. Who knows how they're going to end mm -hmm. this? I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the. There's always a twist. There's always a twist, a little tilt. Who are you hoping for, Shaquita? Who do you hope for? Uh, of course, Shay Coley. You know, I. I I just think she's so talented and she deserves it. Whether she wins or not, I mean, she's just proven again that she is a powerhouse drag performer. Yes. Um, smart, sweet, talented. Uh, and if you ever get to meet her, her skin, bitch. What? <laughs> her skin. All that skin. The two people that I've ever met in my life with skin is uh, uh, Shea Coulee and Kelly Rowland. Kelly Rowland. Oh. Yes, bitch, that, I don't know what she does, but she just looks like butter. It's perfection. Shea butter. You seem like you've got gorgeous skin, though. Do you Girl, have, that, like... is, that is pancake makeup, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I am dermablended down boots. <laughs> I like it. You know what I also heard is that a lot of queens didn't want to do this season because they knew Shea was on it. So a lot of people oh, already, yeah. I've heard rumors that there was uh, several girls that they wanted to cast on this All-Stars were like, yeah. mm -hmm. if Shay's on it, I'm not doing it because Shay's Yeah, because, it. and that just shows a sign of respect that, because people res people just respect how amazing she is and she deserves yeah. it, so. She does deserve yeah. it, this is true. So thank you so much for joining us, Shaquita Hall. This oh has God, been thank you guys so much for having me, so much fun. We've had a full it's sleepover, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> dare. <laughs> Makeovers. Uh, always truth. It's amazing. Always truth. That's right. The tea. Give yes, us your, always the tea, honey. Give us all your socials and where people can find you. Oh my god, you can find me on Instagram, Shaquita Hall, Facebook, Shaquita Hall. Um I, I think that's it. I don't have any <laughs> uh, MySpace, Shaquita Hall. Shaquita Hall. Friendster. You can find me on the sidewalk in New York City. <laughs> no bars are open here, honey. So get your sidewalk uh, game. But check, yeah. But check out my show Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, Instagram and Facebook Live. I love, love it. it. We're gonna check that out. And uh, hey, thank you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, Shukit. It's been an absolute honor and pleasure to talk with you. And thank you for being so candid.
And I do want to say, when, when we get back to some sense of normalcy and we can travel and come, I would love to have you guys come and be guests of my show in New York oh, City. I would you. love that. It is a rite of passage. Everyone has to come through the Shaquita show one time. I would love it. to go through your birth canal, Shaquita. Thank you. Oh, shit. Okay, well, let me let me clean up a little bit, honey. <laughs> and vice versa. You are welcome so, up here to perform on our sidewalks anytime. I would love to. It's an honor. As they say in Canada, thank you. <laughs> You're All right. welcome. Thank, thank you, Squirrels, for listening. Remember to subscribe. You get a ding every time a new podcast comes out. And we will see you uh, next week, Squirrels. So thank you so much. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.